Welcome to the Wonders of Thetis podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game needs. My name is Ren. And I'm Jessica. Welcome just, to episode 66. Yep, it's just the two of us today, although shout mm-hmm. out to, you know, Order 66 podcast, episode <laughs> 66. Hey, hey, there it is. Hi guys, how's it going? Hope you're doing okay over there. Yep. Stuff's Hope doing all good. is well in Star Wars land. Mm-hmm. They got books coming out all the time. Hope it's, you know, hope it's going good. Mm-hmm. We'll get a book soon. We'll get a book soon. We'll get a book soon. You know, Faces of Thetis is coming. They're trying to push for it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it when we're going to get it. And it's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited too. Uh, so we've got a specialty topic for you folks on this episode today. Our poll results were pretty clear. Uh, one, what folks wanted to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, it wasn't is, attending conventions. No, sadly. Uh, if we ever do get to talk about that, well, Andy wants us to have him on because he has a lot of experience running convention games. Was he the one person that voted for attending conventions? I don't know. Actually, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't Who know. Knows? Uh, we'll never know because the I never look too closely at the votes. Exactly who's doing the voting. Uh, but the winner uh, was definitely uh, Moral Challenges. Mm. Which, as I looked at it, it seemed a bit more nebulous. I think what we're going to be talking about specifically is uh, building powerful choices into your games. Mm-hmm. Making those moments that are very exemplary from Dragon Age where you... Let's see, those moments that define your big opening conversation lines with when you find a new Dragon Age fan. Mm-hmm. Did you side with the mages of the Templars? Can we... Read, can we be friends? Can we be friends? Exactly. So this stuff is important. So this is what we're going to be talking about a bit today. So, uh, we're going to start with a shout-out to our friends in the D20 Radio uh, network. I have put them in the wrong spot on the notes, but... I wondered about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, still good. Still important stuff to talk about. On the latest episode of The Movie Defenders, they have an extended show remembering the late, great Stan Lee. Ah. They're going to be going over his influence, how they first heard about him, their personal, like, history, not like personal histories with him, but, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, how they grew up with the with, with the influence of Stan Lee and the characters and the worlds that he created. Uh, and they'll be talking about the legacy that he left behind, and they'll be talking about uh, his cameos and <laughs> all, his, all his little projects Classic. and trying to help, uh, helping us remember him. Uh, and then... As part of that, they are also going to be defending the movie X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is not a movie I have seen. Me Although, I, as I understand it, it was not considered a great movie. Yes, it needs some defending then. Exactly. That's what these folks are here for. So thank you, movie defenders. For continue defending. Uh, we will continue uh, bringing wonder. Yep. Two yeah. Thetis. Two Thetis. See. Speaking of Thetis, why don't we go ahead and take a look in our codex. You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Welcome to the codex. 
Uh, let's see, this first codex entry comes from our friend Parsival on the Green Running Forums. And I, even though I say first, it is actually the only one we've got for today. But, oh. we, you know, we've got other stuff to talk about. Uh, we, oh, have, we can always count on Parsival. We can always count on Parsival. Have another question for us. Thanks. Uh, and this is one that I really like uh, because it opens up a lot of possibilities. And I, I touched on a couple of them, but uh, let's get right into it. A question for the next podcast. How would you construct some simple rules for resistance tonics, potions, or salves? They feature in all of the computer games, though have different names. I was thinking of something that lasts for an encounter and gives a plus two bonus to any tests that resist that element, fire, cold, electricity, etc., as well as reducing any damage from that element by two, regardless of whether it is penetrating or not. What do you think? And I think more potions is awesome. All the time. Uh, you know, getting some more uh, exciting or interesting or useful treasure into the hands of the PCs, is, I think, is always a lot of fun. Especially for a game that doesn't, you know, have entire rule books that are based on, here's some stuff for the PCs. So, getting some more stuff in there is always good. Mm-hmm. I agree. But you just smile, man. Why are you smiling? <laughs> you ever have that moment where you realize that you're going to make a really terrible pun in about ten minutes? Oh, God. <laughs> nothing. Oh, nothing no. at all. We should just keep going and not worry we'll just, about we'll it. We'll just keep wandering towards that, that harmless <laughs> lump in the ground. It's not a mine. <laughs> anyway, uh, one example uh, that was that I've seen and that I've actually written for uh, my Dragon Age adventure, What Chains Are For, is the Mighty Offense Tonic. Uh, Parsable, to answer your question, here's a couple of examples of things that we came up with. Uh, the Mighty Offense Tonic just gives you, when you drink it, it gives you a plus three bonus to damage rolls for one encounter. Uh, all damage rolls, weapon or magic-based damage. Uh, greater versions can add a larger bonus, such as like plus five or plus seven or, dang, even plus ten if you want to go really high. That's that's pretty big deal though. I don't know mm. about that plus ten. I feel like plus seven should probably be the top of this. That feels like that kind of like experimental potion that no, don't drink that. That uh, better, final boss. That one better come with some serious consequences. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like that's a. Like a, that's like a Midas touch kind of thing. Like, I touch stuff and they explode. Plus 10 to damage for everything. Everything. But also, your body starts melting. Also that one. It's like uh, having too much determination in your body and being too a monster much. in Undertale. Like, <laughs> too much. You're powerful, but your body gonna melt. Mm-hmm. Uh, another possibility would be the resistance tonics, which I was in favor of keeping them nice and simple, but still very useful. Uh, whenever you drink a resistance tonic, you take half damage from a specific damage type for one encounter. And this would probably be closer to things like elemental damage. Yeah, I would not use that for things that weren't elemental damage. Yeah, not like, uh, because we don't really define those kinds of damage as things like slashing, bludgeoning, or piercing damage. We don't really, we don't really do those in Dragon Age, Mm -hmm. or even, I could see maybe an argument made for maybe like a resistance tonic for specific weapon groups. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not really. But it keeps it narrow. In terms of game game mechanics, maybe. But maybe. you'll have to find a good way to explain it. Yeah. Uh, another possibility would be regeneration potions, which restores the imbiber of 1d6 health for every round for 8 rounds. And I'd like to point out that this potion mm-hmm. is, in many ways, more powerful than some of the healing spells out there, which is not so much a dig on this... Mm-hmm. Uh, on this potion, as it is a need to boost restoration magic. Mm-hmm. Just needs to happen. I was about to say. It could also just be, like, what's the... What the... 
the revitalized spells, or the ones that give you regeneration. This it's exactly this. This is exactly that. Except for rounds equal to magic. Okay. So it is, unless you're, unless you have an eight or higher magic, this mm. potion is more powerful than that spell. I did want the want it to last a good while. But I could also see the option for the for it going down if it's going to overpower a whole spell. That's that's it, like a third second tier spell it's a second tier spell okay so i could also see that maybe being brought down i think that'd be Mm -hmm. fair put it down to four rounds Mm -hmm. and then it's on par with the spell for the average person Mm -hmm. uh another possibility perhaps uh something i saw from in dragon age was the elixir of purity which gives you a bonus on damage rolls against darkspawn for one encounter that is pretty nice. That's a good idea. I made this one a little bit more potent than the Mighty Offense Tonic, giving a plus four bonus just because it's so specific. Uh, greater versions Although, adding uh, big bonuses. I would not. I would keep the bonuses about the same, maybe a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess, yeah. Like, I, you know, maybe one point higher for each of the levels, which is kind of what you did. Mm-hmm. A little bit much of the plus nine and the plus 12 there. But... I would argue that they are, like, a cool way to, to flavor it mm-hmm. is if there's just a little bit of, like, the dark spawn taint in these potions. But mm-hmm. once you get into the big ones, you start having to roll like you would for the joining. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. If you want the big power, it's going to come a big cost. If you want them to be a little uh, more specific or unique, you could also have the, the potions give you discounts on stunts. Uh, or have the potion any discounts on stunts against particular targets mm-hmm. or in particular situations. You know, a couple of possibilities. So hope that helps Parsible get the you know, to get those brain juices flowing. Hope Lo- that's helpful. Lots of options, and there's lots of potions to go through. So if you if you happen to write anything down, we're always happy to share it. Absolutely. Uh, so thanks, Parsifal. Uh, and of course, those of you out there listening, if you have a question about the Dragon Age RPG, whether it's mechanics, build suggestions, questions about lore, clarifications about old episodes, or anything else, send a message to one is the latest podcast at gmail.com. Send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, or SoundCloud accounts, or send a personal message to Kant the Protector or Puff on the Green Running forums, or send a message to Kant or Lise on the D20 radio forums. That's us. That's us. We don't have any dissonant verses today. Not this time around. Andy's not done with his adventure yet. How very dare he have a life. How very dare he have other things to do. But I guess we should move on to our main topic for the day, which is Mm. obviously making careful selections while you are mushroom hunting. Because we're making morale choices. Is it fate or chance? I literally made myself laugh during the earlier set, the uh, earlier segment. I had to stop for a moment. That's what you caught me doing was laughing at my own mushroom joke. <laughs> you can't just leave. I can leave. You yeah, can't can. just leave. I can leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in this podcast anymore. You're just mad because I thought of it first. Ooh, that's rough. It was a good one. Uh-huh. I knew it was good when it made me like laugh. In my own head. Anyway, so welcome to the main topic, everybody. In Dragon Age, one of the major features of the video games is making choices. These choices can influence only the current situation, or they can 
haunt you in the third game when you thought Alistair was safe being a Grey Warden. Spoiler. I'm telling you, just I'm just tell you know, just marry the guy. <laughs> yeah, keep keep him safe. Just marry him, and then you can be queen, mm-hmm. and and you can be the Grey Warden, and you can just take care of things, and he will he will be safe. He will be safe. Now, making choices that affect the people around you and the future of Thetis are a staple of Dragon Age. Some of my favorite moments from Bioware games are when I stare at the screen for 15 minutes deciding between two options that are equally (laughs) painful, weighing the options, and coming to terms with which one hurts me less. I have literally sat there and watched you go back and forth and back and forth. Pretty much any time there's a Bioware, yeah, like Mm -hmm. any Bioware game I've seen you do it back and forth. (sighs) I really love those moments. Those are really good. Those moments that help you, that help you really define who your character is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, the core rulebook reminds us of this, of course, on page two thirty four. Actions have consequences, but they only give us a paragraph. Doesn't mm-hmm. go into a lot of depth how to craft choices with consequences, but that is what we are here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the excellent things about the tabletop RPG, which we have said before, is that it has no budget. Mm-hmm. Video games only have so much time and money to throw around to make a story that winds and curves and remembers what you said back in Chapter 2. The tabletop RPG, on the other hand, can have as complex or consequential a story as the players want. Mm-hmm. This is also relevant to not just Dragon Age, but I, mm-hmm. and although I believe they're actually going under, but Telltale Games was also really good about remembering the things that you did and said, and sometimes mm-hmm. they didn't mean anything, and sometimes they meant everything, but either mm-hmm. way, they remembered. Sometimes it was just an excellent GMing tool for the GM to pretend that they were writing something down when a player made a yeah. choice. Clementine will remember. Clementine will remember. Yeah, it's it's something that I think a lot more games have been using to great mm-hmm. effect. Yes. So you should too. And mm-hmm. you got the money, you don't have to go back and like, you know, work out cutscenes and... Yeah plan out the the branches that way because you know it's all in your head right dragon age couldn't really plan for everything your hero could say or do because that's yeah or for the complicated background because there's so many players yeah it's uh, but you know this is what the tabletop rpg is for we have let's see the only limits we have are our imagination did Mm -hmm. you want to side with the archdemon sure you can do that if you really want to you you know but you know what we're playing the tabletop rpg if you want to side with the Archdemon, you crazy wacko, go for it. I mean, it's not a great long-term plan, but... <laughs> we can play the Darkspawn Chronicles DLC. Why didn't they call it the Darkspawnicles? Ooh, that's good. Bioware. Opportunities, Boy, Bioware, guys. get on that. Maybe that's what they called it in the design documents. I, I hope know. so. I'm sure someone at Bioware made the joke. Darkspawnicles. Darkspawnicles. Now, the free will to make those choices on your own as a player is very powerful. Uh, and the Dragon Age RPG is just the place to have them. So, difficult choices are just as difficult to craft as they are to make. So we're going to mm-hmm. offer a little bit of advice on making those moments shine. Uh, so why don't we just go ahead and jump into it. Uh, and what makes what, what makes some choices difficult? Mm-hmm. Uh, and lots of things can make a choice difficult. So we're just, we're in no particular order, we're just going to jump right in. Uh, no good options to a point. On one hand, giving no the heroes no good options is exciting, as it can reveal much about the characters, what the characters mm-hmm. are willing to live with. Uh, on the other hand, if there is nothing desirable about either option, then the heroes will likely not feel like making a choice and invent their own solution going around your prep. Yep. So, find the balance. 
Yeah, I think that's a really key difference. Mm-hmm. Is it's not that you have no good options; it's that both neither option is perfect, and both have really valuable points to them. Yes. Because if there's nothing good about any of your options, then why would they bother? Right. They're not gonna like. There's a difference between making a difficult choice and feeling forced into a, a crappy ending because of a lack of agency, and having one. Yeah, and having the two sort of not great choices be deeply rewarding on some level and deeply painful on another is the key there. Mm-hmm. It's tricky to get to, but you can do things like having one option lead to opportunities that closes the doors that the other op- that the other option would have given you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe see one gives the PC something that they're working for that they've been working for or and one gives them something that they didn't know they want to be- wanted to begin with. Mm-hmm. So. And even you can even, although depending on your party, this is going to be a little more obvious which way they'll head. Mm-hmm. But you can have one where it's like there's the, you know, the thing that is profitable to do. Mm-hmm. Then there is the one that feels like the right, like the morally correct thing to mm-hmm. do. And you know, obviously, depending on your party, like most of the parties I've been a part of, it's been pretty obvious. Like, well, we're taking the pay hit. And we're going to do the thing that <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no choice here. But there's a price to being good and we're going to pay it. Yeah. And then the other side, though, you might have a group of, you know, what we affectionately in the business call murder hobos who are like, well, obviously we're going to do the thing where we get more stuff. But if you have a more balanced group, you could have some interesting things go on there. You never know. Um, so, you know, keep the honesty. Uh, you want to f- find and strike that balance between the options not being great, but also, you know making them attractive enough mm-hmm. that they will consider them. Um, an important thing to keep in mind when making these choices is that they need to have clear consequences. They need to be very... The PCs need to be able to understand what each choice is going to lead to. Mm-hmm. Because this actually makes the choice meaningful. If the players are just supposed to, I don't know, pick two between two victims, who dies and who lives, but you have never met either of these people... Uh, or maybe you just come to a fork in the road. One leads to like a stormy mountaintop and one leads to the freezing tundra below. The PCs have no context. They have no info about either one, yeah. so it's a random choice. Like, why should I care? Right. That's not, that's not really an inter. it is a choice, but it's not an interesting choice. Uh, making it known what will happen should the PCs make specific choices can make them more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how much information you give the PCs or how much the PCs are able to uncover about the about the choices uh, can make all the difference. So if the PCs to steal an example from the video games from Dragon Age Origins, uh, if the heroes are deciding if a demon should be allowed to control a Templar, if mm. all they know about the demon, all they if all they know about the situation is that the demon is controlling the Templar, it's not much of a choice. Well, do we leave this poor loser to his fate, or do we stop the demon from doing demon stuff? You stop the demon from doing demon stuff. Exactly. But then you find out, you know. That he's really happy, and this is mm-hmm. the happiest he's ever been, and he will not be happy if you don't leave him, like, if you take him out of it. Mm-hmm. And the demon, for their part, seems to be rather genuinely interested in being part of this relationship. Although, you can never really tell with demons, so it's kind of ambiguous. Mm-hmm. That was one of those really good choices where I that one nobody lot. was really sure what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of people argue both ways. Mm-hmm. Both ways have got, you know, but, you know, 
because you were given more context and you get, had all that information to make, uh, then you knew what the consequences were. If you killed the demon, this Templar would go back to their old life that they weren't happy with. Uh, if you let them go, they would live in a dream world, but they would see uh, ideally both be happy. Mm-hmm. So is that a decision that your character can live with? But context is everything with these moments, so make sure that the heroes know what they're getting into if you're going to introduce a situation like this. Uh, we've got investment. Uh, how much do the PCs have at stake with this choice? Yeah. Do they have their wealth, their holdings, their titles, their friends and family, or even their entire country to lose or to trade? Uh, could this choice affect a character's goals or ties or both? Could it be that they must choose between something they have been working hard for or something they want now? How much the PCs have at stake can influence how powerful a decision is. Uh, you make the choice between two things they want, something they have wanted for a long time, something they only just found, uh, maybe two things that they've, uh, they've wanted for a long time, two things that they've been working hard for. Uh, or it could be that they have to choose which thing of theirs they have to lose in order to continue. Mm-hmm. Or, if you're very careful, like which NPC they have to either leave behind mm-hmm. or... You know, like they did in uh, Inquisition. Mm-hmm. You had to pick an NPC to leave behind. Had to leave someone behind. Or you could make well, it nice. That's an easy and... party splitter. That one, that yes, uh, the same. Yeah, be careful not to go too far with this because you don't want your party to split over this decision. Uh, yeah. Because if you split the decision evenly between what the players want or what their characters want, you could have the party turn on itself, which is. I mean, if dramatic, it, but probably dramatic, bad for yes. future games. Yeah, especially if, especially if you know, this game that is perhaps going to be a source of sanity for a lot of folks who are working forty-hour week jobs and want to sit down for 50, a nice, 60, a nice game. Week. Yes, who are want to sit down for a nice relaxing game and then ha- are having it pulled out from under them because the play other players want to make a different decision. Real feelings can get hurt here. Yeah. If you make real, this. Real, if you, especially if you put in like beloved NPCs or family ties, mm-hmm. real feelings will come into play. You'll yes. have to be careful with so that. Be very careful with this one. Especially but... if it's somebody who's tied to someone's direct background, you should make sure that that is the character making the decision. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I would not take two people who are incredibly important to two different characters' backgrounds and then make the party choose as a whole which one to keep because that is just asking. Like, unless you planned it out with those characters ahead of time, you are mm-hmm. asking for conflict. Asking for Turbal. Uh, now, this one was one that I came up with that I was pretty excited about. Uh, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Does this choice come as the result of choices they have already made? Ah, uh, yes. This is this is one of those things that really makes the Dragon Age, um, like, video games mm-hmm. so intricate. Yes. That a lot of these moral choices come from choices that were made beforehand. Mm-hmm. The choices that you made and tank back in game one can influence choices you have to make in game three. Yep. But those choices you made in game one change the context of game three. Not thinking of any specific examples, and, mm. and to be fair, my choice was actually pretty simple, pretty easy because I ended up having, I'd say, having some pretty good outs. But some folks definitely did not have good outs for this one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that can also be extra. That can also be very powerful and very good and very very fun because 
the making those choices matter on later choices it makes the world feel like it's alive and that the uh, the world is following the actions of the heroes and that the heroes are having an effect and it's coming back at them they're feeling the effect of those decisions they've made with the new choices that they're being presented it can also make sure that they treat the world more like a world instead of like a sandbox yes when they realize that their actions have long-term consequences Mm -hmm. they are more likely to tread with more caution Mm -hmm. and care maybe a little bit more about the world around them Ideally, yeah. One can hope. One can certainly hope. Uh, You can add timers to the story, uh, to the decision. The players maybe, to borrow an example from Awakening, players don't have enough time to save both Amaranthine and Vigil's Keep. They have to pick which one they want to save. Mm, Yep. Now, of course, in that particular instance, if you have prepped enough, then you can potentially save them both, but you also don't know that until the time comes. And that could be, that's another worthy thing to have and to Mm -hmm. talk about, which I don't know if we're talking about it yet. Oh, we will talk about later the possibility of a third option. Mm -hmm. I knew that that having you on this podcast, we would definitely bring that up. Some of us just really like happy endings. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that so wrong? No, not really. Some of us will work very hard for happy endings. You just got to work for them here in Dragon Age. Yes. You got to work for them. You got to earn We did. You certainly did. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes the players are going to have to, you know, earn those choices because they've got to pick one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by picking one, they lose the other immediately. Or by picking one and pursuing it, they see the other one uh, slip from their grasp. Yep. So making those choices uh, have immediate consequences uh, can also make can make them much more dramatic. Uh, and this one was one that I got, I, I, uh, was, I did a bit of research on some other folks who wrote their own articles and this important point came up, which was danger. Um, if this choice can be skipped by the players punching everyone, you may need to get more clever. That is true. Because if, you know, if the peasant over there is threatening, I'm going to, I'm going to stab this person with a pitchfork if you don't do what I say and the players roll higher initiative and knock them out and around, then there was no choice to be made. Well, yep. I guess they did, technically did make a choice. They made the choice to knock the guy out. Yep. But yeah, I think this is easily, not easily fixed, but the primary mm-hmm. way to fix this is the timer that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. If there is no time to react, even then that you are going to have people who are going to be like, you know, I only need one round. You mm-hmm. know, so... Keeping people, you know, it's going to be difficult. That one of the challenges is going to be making mm-hmm. it something that cannot be resolved via combat. We're casting mind blast over and over. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Well, you can't hurt my friends if you're on the ground. I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about, and I only ever fought fairly. Well, what if they stand too close to your friends so that you'll also hit them with the mind blast? Pretty sure I just hit my friends with the button. <laughs> <laughs> I can help my friends up. They'll be fine. This dude's standing on his butt, though. I think if it was Alora, I did it. And then if Callie was there, I didn't. Because there was no way Callie was making Callie it. Callie wasn't making that, te- that test. No, she wasn't. That's okay. 
But, you know, so also, you know, the powers of the players may be something you have to keep in mind. Because Definitely, because we are will. very creative people by yes. nature. So we will find ways around things. And we won't even mean to. It might not even be deliberately, I'm going to foil this moral choice. Right. It's going to be those, well, wait, why don't I just use this and do it this way? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that works. Dang. <laughs> well, that works. Dang. I... I should have looked at your spell list more carefully. <laughs> I wrote this dialogue two hours. And you just cast Fireball and the whole scene's over, I guess. <laughs> so, think about those things. Be ready for them. Know what your players can do. And, you know, if you want this to stay dramatic, you're probably going to have to work around your players a little bit. I feel like I've been an accidental stumbling block in this particular way more than a few times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, in other in games. More ga- like, in more games than just Dragon Age. Like, oh, look. Circle of protection from evil. Oh, look. Life bubble. Oh, look, Mind Blast. Mm. Oh, look. So, you know, that's fun. My uh, bad. An important thing that also needs to be talked about uh, when making, when designing difficult choices is the payoff. Yes. Uh, the decision should probably mean something beyond the moment they make it in. Making the decision is the big dramatic moment. It needs to pay off. Uh, it needs to have consequence. It needs to get the players what they want or, as you end, cost the players what they were willing to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Oblivion actually does a pretty good job of this, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Granted, the story is largely planned out, mm-hmm. so the agency is not there, but the at the sort of uh, the payoff of your choices mm-hmm. is something that they do make clear. Like, at every sort of milestone you hit in the game sort of reverberates throughout the world. And even people start to recognize you in the street because of what you did. You know, having that sort of thing happen, just those details can be really important to making it an immersive, for one, an immersive setting, and also making it clear that your choice, your moral choice was one that had an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the same thing is going to happen regardless of what choice they made, it wasn't really a choice. Yeah, and no, don't do that. The, taking away the player's agency in the situation, which is kind of the point of giving them choices, is a big letdown. Yeah, boy. Not much more disappointing and irritating than that one. Right. Hate it. <laughs> well, we picked one family to side, uh, and, see, and then a third party attacked us anyway. Well, I guess that choice didn't matter anymore. Uh... But so the interactivity of the tabletop RPG is largely why we're here. Uh, so having the consequences of the player's choice play out for them makes status come to life, and it makes them feel like they're having an effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you can choose to bring the werewolves to the Battle of Denerim, helping you finish off the Archdemon, the whole werewolf army thing doesn't really come up later. Uh, which, you know, desperate times, right? You know, just had all the fight the bringing on the Archdemon, but you never really hear like. People whispering that the hero Ferelden was willing to bring beasts to battle the Archdemon. I just solved that problem. We made everybody talk about their feelings. Exactly. <laughs> you were going for that third option. I was. You are going for that third option. I got it. Mm-hmm. So, make sure that there is payoff. The world reacts to these decisions that they're making. Uh, and that they really experience the fallout from a bad decision, reap the benefits of a lucrative one, or feel the loss of a costly mm-hmm. decision. Um, that decision... The, uh, the ripple effects of it should not end once they have made the decision and that the immediate effects pay out. You should write it down and remember what the players did and make sure that the world remembers. Because mm-hmm. some of those decisions, I am sure the world is going to call them out for it. 
Yes. So, as possible alternatives to making these difficult choices, there are always, of course, I guess, a third option. I mean, not always, but I think that it's a really valuable thing to do when you have players, like like some Mm -hmm. of us, who are really good at accidentally coming up with possibilities for ways to solve it. Like, to have a third option that sort Mm -hmm. of saves more things or, you know, is a brighter light, as it were. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially in our case, it's usually like the brighter light, save more people. Yep, yep. We have a good time. One of us has played Tales of Symphonia a few too many times. I don't know what you're talking about. For those of you who just, just, just got excited, you should probably hit Jessica up. Oh my gosh, hit me up. If you like Tales of Symphonia, we have to talk. <laughs> but um, you should also occasionally give the heroes the opportunity to make their own choices within your presented dilemma and mm-hmm. prepare for, and maybe even prepare for some uh, weird choices that the players might make. Beyond Weird. Te- this is ones. where you're going to get some of your best and craziest teamwork. Oh, if you sure. let a, if you let us players come up with third options together, we will surprise you. It's it, sometimes it's hilarious and really exciting. And sometimes the dice work in our favor too. Sometimes like, they do. Often I find when you go for that third option, the dice tend to like following along. So. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do with my hard choices in the games is to give the heroes uh, the option between two things they want, but allow them the chance to get both. This could result in a much more complicated encounter following the choice, or require the heroes to sacrifice something, or just cost the heroes more than they would have just to get one of the options. And almost always it means that by taking the chance to get both, you are also making the risk that you will lose both. Yes. It is a double or nothing kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You guys, you folks like to play, play to win. We do. We play risky. We play risky games, but we can't just, you know, mm-hmm. can't just give up. It's not For how sure. we do. Mm-hmm. That's not how heroes do. Um, a very important point that we also need to bring up. They're all very important points. I keep bringing up more important points, yes. but this one is especially important because it's the frequency. How often you do these. Which should not be very often. No, these should be used sparingly because they will lose their impact the more you use them. Yes. Uh, These should be the big defining moments of the story. They should be the climax. What will they do? What will the heroes in this story do? So, you know, this shows us what kind of people they are, what they're willing to lose for their goals. Mm -hmm. So you should be sparing with these to keep them exciting and important when they finally come along. Build them up for a while. Let them know that the choice is coming or maybe springing on them when things are getting very exciting. Yeah. Doing these maybe once or twice during a story arc is probably plenty. I would not do more than one major one per story arc. Little, you know, little choices you could probably put more of in there, but Mm -hmm. major moral choices... No more than one per story arc, and maybe not even one per story arc, like mm. every other, you know, just when it is fitting. Yes. When it makes sense. Yeah, keep them special. There, sure, there are going to be plenty of choices being made in a Dragon Age game, or in any tabletop role-playing game, for sure. But the really big ones you should definitely keep in your back pocket for when you really need them. Mm-hmm. So don't go overboard. Let's talk about some examples, uh-huh. perhaps, just to get y'all started. Get mm-hmm. some uh, little ideas in your minds. Hopefully these are good. I wrote these pretty quick, but I'm pretty happy with a couple of them. I uh, like this first one because I love Orzammar politics. You do. I would never, ever, ever want to live in Orzammar, but oh it's fun. Oh gosh, can you imagine? Ew, I can, <laughs> and it's gross. Uh, 
In the depths of a dwarven ruin, the heroes find the skeleton of a dwarf. On this dwarf's finger is a signet ring, marking them as the lost heir of a lesser noble family. The heroes return with evidence of this lost heir, but only they know the details of the expedition into the Deep Roads. They return to Orzammar, knowing that they could use this info to either make a profit or settle the fate of a missing heir to a grateful family. The two families are in competition. Both seek to weaken the other, and how the heroes found this heir, surrounded by darkspawn corpses or dead by the knife of an illicit lover, whatever the PCs feel like fabricating, can change either family's fortune. Do they appease the Drogons, who have weapons and armor to reward them with, but would be well-armed enemies, uh, or do they appease the politically powerful Garnalks, who could ruin the hero's reputation as enemies? Oof. Not many great choices there, but some mm-hmm. good ones. Yep. You've got plenty to gain and plenty to lose with either choice. Mm-hmm. You want to read the next one? Sure. You finally sneak past the guards of a powerful mage, uprooting graveyards to add the corpses to an army that opposes yours. But as you sneak up on them, you notice that there are allies falling under attack by forces that you could you could fight, but they cannot. Do you take out this mighty villain, saving hundreds from their undead army? Or do you save your friends from grave injury or death? And this one may have been used in our game. And uh, we may have done a little bit of teamwork. Mm-hmm. A little bit of careful use of different abilities and spells in conjunction and mm-hmm. managed to save both. You did. You did. It was there risky. Was a... We were we did run the chance of losing both the uh, the appren- mm-hmm. the little girl, the apprentice, mm-hmm. and the actual like, you know, control necromancer. We had yep. a chance to let him get away and have her die. But we were careful. Mm-hmm. And we were made it happen. Quick. We made it work. Very quick. Had to be very quick. Uh, the Templars are coming. And the heroes have little time. They have a horse with room for one person, while the others will have to flee by themselves. The heroes can save one of the following mages, the others being left to an uncertain fate. A love interest of one of the PCs, an apprentice of one of the PCs, or a family member of one of the PCs. So now this one can be very tricky. Be aware that if you make these all of separate PCs... Mm-hmm you will have party dissension in the ranks. Mm-hmm. That is going to, like, this is one that has to be done with the right group and talked about before it's actually dropped in the game. Because otherwise you're just going to have people fighting. Yep. That's just how it's going to go. Or give them a third option so that they can save more of them or make it clear that they're not going to die right there and mm-hmm. let them go and look, you but know. They still have a chance, and maybe if they leave the right combination of people behind, they could get themselves out. Yeah, so make sure that it's not, you know, two of you have to pick a loved one to die mm-hmm. because that's just going to end in a fight. Yeah, maybe the PCs can leave their mage friends with some equipment or maybe cast some help defensive spells on them before they go. Mm-hmm. Increase their chances of survival. Casting spells on the mages. Yeah, I mean they didn't learn. They didn't learn spells like uh, goodness, poorly. Like what? Well, like force field. Force field would be a good one. So they just. So for like one minute, they can't touch the mage. They can't touch the mage, but the mage can cast spells at the Templars. Just teach them all stones throw. That's the real <laughs> ticket. All right, guys, sit down. I'm gonna learn you a little something. I'm gonna learn you how to do a stones throw. All right, how about this one? one? Yeah. The PCs are passing by a small marcher town where the local government is demanding that an elf come forward as the perpetrator of an assassination for execution, or else the alienage burns. 
The heroes know the elf who murdered the Contessa was taking revenge for the crippling of their partner, but in doing so, they injured several guards, one of whom the PCs knew from their backgrounds. Do the heroes stick up for the murderer, or do they try to get them outed? Or do the heroes have justice of their own planned? There's, there's so many things that can go wrong there. Oh, yeah. Could so make many an enemy, ways that could, could go make bad. an enemy of the government if you stick up for the assassin. You could make an enemy of the assassin if you don't stick up for them. Um, and, you know, if a lot of these variables can depend on your party and how your party has built their backgrounds or their particular characters, like uh, how important was that person who got injured? How badly injured did they get? Does that change the PC's decision? Things like that. Or how well do they know the murderer? Maybe they have a particular grudge against the Contessa, but they, maybe they didn't want quite that much violence. Um, so, you know, mix it up. Add some things and make sure that you're, of course, as always, make sure that you're staying within the comfort levels of the, of the players. Absolutely. Either we're playing Dragon Age, so it's going to be a little dark, but, you know, be kind. Yep. Play kind. They'll Do be good. good. Die great. Oh, that's such a good little kid. <laughs> Well, all right. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've. Uh, I think we're all ethicked out. I would give you another pun, but that first one was too good. I need to let it shine. Oh man, it was beautiful. It's yeah. I know. I, I can't say anything about it. I'm just gonna move on. Talk it's about so it. good. Hey, folks out there. Morale choices. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us on our Patreon. If you support us with only $3 per month, you get to vote on our Patreon poll, which is worth twice as many votes as the other polls. If you support us with $5 per month, you get to vote on the poll, and you also get to hear the episodes a week early. Anything you can contribute is appreciated. You can find a link to our Patreon on our blog and in the post for this show. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on our social media. Feel free to leave a comment or a question, or even tell us how your Dragon Age games are going. I've been in contact with somebody from uh, another podcast who does who talks about Bioware games. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about Dragon Age occasionally, but uh, I asked her about her campaign, and oh man, there's some twists and turns, and I want to play in her game because that sounds this is really cool. I'll have to tell you about it when we're done. Yes, we do love hearing about your games. You know we do. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness! Uh, shout out to. Uh, person i was talking to seeker cat 5500 on twitter your campaign's real cool you have been shouted out you have been shouted out anyway uh feel free to leave a comment on our show on soundcloud and if you can please leave us a review on itunes or google play it really helps us out also if you think of any more morality related puns that you just want to throw ren's way they love those they love getting do they? those do you they send really? them as many of those as you can think of I mean, you could... It's not like they get enough of them at home. You could. Would I appreciate it? Think about this yes. very hard. No. There's no, a moral choice this. for you here. Uh, <laughs> do I annoy them? <laughs> or do I not annoy them? But in annoying them, I will make Jessica supremely happy. <laughs> uh, vote for your favorite host. <laughs> no! Uh, no, 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 smash, I'm lose. <laughs> sm- ring that bell, smash <laughs> that subscribe like... button. I'm gonna uh, lose. Get out your phones. Uh, text one for Ren, text two for Jessica. Anyway. Jokes uh, on you, both mean Jessica. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this is Ren, wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die. This is Jessica, wishing you good heels and happy feels. Thank you so much for listening to the Winners of Thetis podcast. We'll catch you next time. Yep. See you later. Vote for me.